Hi, welcome to Hospitality Live with Rupesh. Each week, we feature an industry leader that will share the latest trends and the best strategies to help you grow. Now, welcome your host, Rupesh Patel. Hey, good morning, everyone. Welcome to the show. I hope you can hear me. <laughs> I hope you can really hear me. There you go. We are live again, live, guys. This is episode number 64. Welcome to the show, guys. Comment and let us know where you're watching from where you're listening from and if you're in the car i've heard a lot of people in the car listening to this as they're getting to work or they're taking a break because they've already been there they got there at seven o'clock this morning or earlier than that and now um just trying to tune in and learn a little something and guys i'm excited about this episode it's the road to recovery how successful leaders use coaching to grow themselves and others um i'm all about that i love that we can just learn ourselves and then kind of help what you've learned and transition that to somebody else guys good morning to daytona beach good morning uh, ocean ridge florida again uh maryland london houston guys comment let us know where you're watching from we are giving away to the most engaged person on this on this episode a 900 coaching package which I'm super excited to give away with our featured guest and our featured guest is rachel vandenberg and she is a hotel owner a leadership coach guys if you're have if you want to be a better leader if you want to be a better coach you want to inspire your team this episode is for you get actionable tips to become a stronger leader learn how coach mindset can change your career change your life make you a better person and then get that clarity in your life that you always need and that i've kind of discovered these last few years on what's most important to me guys all right so we have people from virginia uh kentucky again daytona beach um Missouri guys welcome Virginia welcome Minneapolis welcome oh, I love this Maldives I want to I want to get over there as soon as possible I I follow some groups on Instagram and they post pictures of their hotel and and all the beautiful sites around Maldives I'm definitely gonna be visiting there good morning to Alpharetta Georgia DC Fort Lauderdale guys comment let us know where you're watching from ATL in the house I'm a traveling agent welcome to the show guys welcome to the show uh, and guys, you're gonna discover how to get your mindset clear as you become a better coach, better leader um, this episode. And I got it this week, guys. Nobody needs to comment in the comments. I actually have it this week. <laughs> and this episode is brought to you by smartguests.com. But if you want, please type in smartguests with an S.com in the comments, somebody, just to help me out and uh, help the audience understand exactly who our sponsor is this week. All right, guys, if you want to improve your guest satisfaction scores, get more positive reviews, which we all need right now. And listen, if you have 10 people staying in your hotel, that's even a better opportunity for all of us to engage with that, that those 10 guests and ask for their feedback, fix their issues called recovery, and then ask for reviews on social media, on websites like TripAdvisor. Smartguests.com offers over 50 tools to get more reviews, improve your guest satisfaction scores, marketing, all of that. Somebody put in the comments. There you go. Somebody put in the comments, smartguests.com. Over 4,500 hotels now have used this platform to improve their hotel. So thank you so much to smartguests.com. I am thankful for them. And guys, every week I talk about a mindset. And this week, and hold on, let me just make sure who else is watching. Um, this week, Oh, we have some people from Clearwater, Michigan. Guys, welcome, Nashville. Yes. Good morning, Boston, Pennsylvania, India, Alberta, Canada. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, guys. Everybody, 
if you are watching, you're going to be entered into winning this $900 package, coaching package. So the most person, the person that has the most engagement, most comments, the best comments is really engaging is going to win that. I'm going to be, I'm going to be reading these comments. Um, all right. So this week's mindset for me is a simple thank you. A simple, just you're doing a great job goes far for a lot of us, for all of us, right? When's the last time someone said, listen, Rupesh, I've noticed what you did and it was awesome. You feel good about that. You ever felt that? Like you ever had that pat on the back? After you just busted your butt off, you worked like seven days a week, you've worked three weeks straight, which we all have, right? You know how that feels. And that one time that somebody calls you and says, you know what? I noticed what you did. It feels great. And so this is our opportunity right now as we go into Thanksgiving next week to thank others because it makes them feel good. It makes them feel appreciated. And, and you know, we're so busy running around doing all these things to keep ourselves going. We often forget to thank others right? And it's often we forget about it. And then the morale goes down. Other things kind of are like, oh, this guy doesn't trust me anymore. This person doesn't trust me. And it's just a simple thank you or great job. And I think that goes far. That's part of the leadership. When we're talking about leaders, you're talking about becoming an awesome general manager. Guys, comment and let us know how often or what's one thing that you do to keep it going. And how often do you say thank you? Because it's super important to say, you know what? Thank you. You've done a great job. And it could, you know, you could do it every day too, which is awesome. So that's my mindset this week. Um, yes, this is my third cup of coffee now. I did wake up at 4.30 this morning, went to the gym. Uh, it's been a few days since I've been to the gym and, you know, got to keep it going. So yes, I do have that energy. I am like this every single day of the week, which sometimes my family's like, go back to sleep. It's four o'clock on a Sunday morning. <laughs> and listen, this is the way I was born. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not actually, I'm not going to apologize for this. I really enjoy this. And all right. So now we get into the segment and I want to know what's happening in the news in, in hospitality. Let's bring on Sarah Dandeshi. Hi, I'm Sarah Dandeshi from Ask the Concierge. Every week, I'll be sharing the latest hospitality and travel news and updates in a segment we like to call Hospitality Minutes. All right, Sarah, you got to tell us what's going on in hospitality. Oh, my God. Good? So many great things. Thanks for having me on again. Uh, all right. Well, I'm ready to dive in if you are. Now, uh, we'll go through the hospitality minute today covering a couple of topics where you're going to talk about. This blew my mind, and I can't wait to hear what you guys have to say about this. Uh, TripAdvisor versus that Thailand hotel, the hotel in Thailand that had a reviewer jailed coming back to that. Um, also, October U.S. travel grew the smallest since April. Um, what JetBlue is doing as far as debuting um, additional options for their non-air offerings and then uh, taking a different look at holiday travel because the uh, AHLA came out with some different stats. So let's go ahead and dive into the first topic. Okay, this is so Interesting. So TripAdvisor struck back at a Thailand hotel that had a reviewer jailed. I, I don't know if you guys saw this this past week, but actually, if you go to this hotel, this hotel that's based in Thailand, and you click on it on TripAdvisor, they actually have an advisory at the top, and it says that they actually had a reviewer jailed. Now, basically, this Thailand hotel filed criminal charges, which have now been dropped against a review writer. They they basically, uh, and then TripAdvisor had came came back at them and penalized them based by, in essence, making sure that they won't have certain placement on the TripAdvisor platform for at least 90 days. Now, why this is so crazy is, 
you can look at it in a, in a couple of ways. Obviously that this reviewer got legal action put against them is insane. But also if you read into some more details, this reviewer was pretty atrocious and we have all had those guests at our hotels that you can't do anything to please them and they get belligerent and all of that. So uh, I'm not saying that he should have been jailed, but my goodness, he was not an ideal guest to begin with. So would love to hear what you guys have to say about that. Um, it is the Sea View Resort and Spa um, in Thailand. So if you want to take a look at that, it's really interesting. All right, moving on. October U.S. travel grew the smallest since April. Now, what's so interesting about this is in October, 38% of Americans traveled, which is actually the smallest monthly increase since reaching the low point in April. I mean, we all know we're kind of here and, and it, it somewhat makes sense, but curious to see how things will change course kind of once we maybe get past the holidays, obviously with the good with the good news regarding the pandemic, uh, sorry, the vaccine. Um, and we will see how things I think change probably in January. Uh, so moving on, JetBlue, this is also really interesting. So they are gonna be debuting short-term rentals as part of their growing non-air offerings. I wasn't really so, I, it wasn't really on my radar that JetBlue is actually doing a lot of these non-air offerings, but they are. And I think it's kind of interesting because it almost is going back to what airlines used to do in the start of OTAs way back in the day. Uh, and this will be really interesting to see how we move forward with it. I mean, to give you an idea, some of the things that they do, I mean, they already had their JetBlue vacations. They do travel insurance, car rentals, ride sharing, cruises. Um, and then now they'll be doing these short-term rentals. So Again, very interesting that we're kind of like going back a little bit uh, in the world of hotels, uh, airlines. Uh, and then our last topic today, holiday travel is down. So I found this to be a little interesting just because it's a little bit, it's different than what we were just talking about just a couple weeks ago, maybe four weeks ago or so. So the American Hotel and Lodging Association, which we all know, they did a study and they found that many Americans are now not expected to travel for the holiday season. So before when we talked, we were finding that there were almost like 75%, 65%, a good majority of people were like, yes, we're going to travel in November uh, for the holidays. Yes, in December. And now it's only showing that about 21% of Americans say that they're likely to travel for Thanksgiving and 24% will likely travel for Christmas. And just additional stats, only three out of 10. So about 32% of respondents have actually even taken an overnight vacation or a leisure trip since March. So all interesting stats. Um, I know that we're kind of coming into the end of the year, but I again, be powered by knowledge. That's always what I have to say. But that is it for the Hospitality Minute. Rupesh, what did you think about that TripAdvisor story? That is crazy. Like I didn't, I didn't realize, I didn't actually didn't even realize that story. I didn't even notice that story. I didn't notice the banner up top that you were talking about. That is nuts. It's crazy. It's so crazy. A friend of mine actually showed me, she sent me a, a link for the hotel and she was like, have you seen this? And I was like, no. And then I was like, why are you looking at this hotel in Thailand? <laughs> and, then, and then I actually ended up looking up the story and I'm like, that's insane. So it, it, it is insane. And you know, there are, are, there are times when you get this ridiculous review in your on your TripAdvisor uh, listing, and you're like, "What are they talking about?" Totally. And sometimes you're like, "You know, that is not the truth." And we've all been there where you see this review, and it's like a one star, 
and and it's like long and it's just like false with everything because you've done everything to make them happy you've given them money back you've given them you've asked them to come back and stay with you another time and mm -hmm. they were just upset because maybe they had a bad experience traveling to get to your hotel maybe they were arguing with their family maybe another guest had had something to do with it you know and yeah. it wasn't your hotel and often we have those and when we have those i i always say you know what instead of responding right then and there I take a break. Yeah. I like, I tell, I, I say, I, I coach and I say, listen, take a break. Let's talk about <laughs> it. Maybe think about it. Talk about it with somebody else. So you can get your frustrations out as a leader, mm -hmm. as a manager, and then come back to it tomorrow. You don't have to respond to it today. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like a lot of things in our life where we're just like, let's think about it before we just like rush into it. And I think right. I've had to learn that 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 mindset because it's hard sometimes you just are really angry at reading this bad review that's affecting your business and and, and guys if you're listening has this ever happened to you where you have a, a a review where it wasn't true about your hotel and you feel like they're just getting back at you and mm -hmm. it's hard it's hard to deal with you know the art of the pause though as you mentioned it's it's so important because it's so easy to like write something or to write like a sassy comment back but that is not going to do anybody any good so yeah definitely yeah. taking that pause and uh, before responding and then just doing it in a very calm way sarah it's always a pleasure to having you on where can people find you Ah, you guys can find me online everywhere on social media at Ask a Concierge, um, which will be Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, my YouTube as well, or my website, askaconcierge.tv. So thank you guys. Sarah, I'll talk to you next week. All right, definitely. Great job. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I'll see you next week. All right, thanks. All right, bye. Sarah's awesome. Guys, follow her on Instagram. Follow her here on LinkedIn. And by the way, guys, comment and let me know where you're watching from because I am reading the comments. I'm gonna we're gonna pick by the end of the show, we're gonna pick a winner that's gonna win the $900 valued coaching sessions. And it's not just one, it's not just two, it is more than that. And guys, this week, um, the featured guest today. I'm super excited to have her on because we've been connected for some quite some time here on LinkedIn. And uh, she reached out to me. Listen, if you want something in your life, you have to reach out. I believe in that. And she reached out to me not to say, I want to be on your show, but hey, what can I do to help you? And I said, oh my God, this is awesome. You're awesome. And I, this is, I've been thinking about this topic for a while now. Let's have you on the show. And that's easy. That's how easy it was for her to get on the show. And, you know, there's other people that come in a different way, approach it a different way. She did the perfect thing by just saying, hey, I want to help you instead of let me just be on your show. I've had a bunch of those people too. Um, so your approach is always, um, how you approach things is always important. And Rachel Vandenberg, uh, and the topic is how successful leaders can use coaching to grow themselves and grow others. Rachel Vandenberg, before I bring her on, Rachel, let me just read her bio real quick. Rachel Vandenberg owns and operates a 39 room hotel, bowling lounge, miniature golf park in Stowe, Vermont. And I've been there with her family. Uh, Sun and Ski Inn and Suites, Stowe Bowl and Stowe Golf Park. She also serves on the board of Stowe Vermont Destination Marketing Organization. Rachel's passionate about marketing and organization development in tourism and hospitality industry and recently started her own new coaching business, Peak Leadership Coaching. When she's not chasing around three kids like myself, uh, she's running her business with her husband and finds uh, her in the woods in bikes or skis. So guys, welcome. Rachel, Rachel, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. 
when you reached out to me and said, hey, uh, you didn't say I want to be on her show. You said, hey, can I help you uh, with coaching, right? And, and that was pretty cool because most people are like, hey, I want to be on the show. And that's it, you know, and, and they're thinking more about themselves more than they think about others. And as leaders and as coaches, you're thinking about other people and that's how it gets started, right? Um, mm -hmm. Tell us yeah. about your background real quick and then kind of want to get into how we can become better leaders, better coaches in our own lives. And this is the perfect time where there's a transition period in the industry and you can focus on yourself, right? Tell us yeah. about yourself. Yeah, so I live in Stowe, Vermont, as you said. Um, and, you know, the first thing I just I wanted to say was thank you, along with your mindset of the week, um, because uh, over the last several months, I've been following you and the energy that you br are bringing during this time and the positivity is so important for people in the hospitality industry. So thank you so much for Absolutely. that. Um, so yeah, I mean, the, a little bit about my background, uh, uh, several years ago, um, I started really digging deep into, um, organizational development and, um, trying to learn more, um, to apply myself and my business. And, uh, I've actually had coaches, um, over the years and, um, really going back is 15 years ago. And, about five years ago, we expanded our hotel, tripled in size. And um, I was really, when we opened, it was, it was a really difficult time. I think anybody who's done construction or, um, you know, really um, taken that next step with their own business or with a business that they work for, um, it can be a really trying time. And I was becoming disconnected with the work. You know, I was, I was, really buried in in budgets and forecasts and you know how do we get this this new venture off the ground um and one day i found myself uh you know some people might this is actually kind of funny but i was doing inventory for the restaurant and it was the first time i ever had to do inventory so i'm like i've got my clipboard and i'm counting things and measuring things and whatever and I was so overwhelmed. I put the clipboard down. And at the time I was living on property, I ran home and I jumped in bed and put the covers over my head and went to sleep for a few hours. Um, and that was really a low point for me. And um, after that, I picked myself back up and I realized that I needed to do something to reconnect to my work. Um, and that's what brought me back to coaching again. And um, I, I connected with a coach and um, started that process of really redesigning my life and getting back to my purpose. Um, and that's kind of where it started. Yeah, yeah. And, and were you all, were you a coach prior to that? Was I a coach or no? So I've I've and you'd been coached, or were you a coach prior to that? Because I know you're a coach now. It's helping others. Yeah, so I, I've been coached and I um, slowly over the last few years, I've been learning how to internally coach um, and use it as an approach with my own employees. Um, sure. And just uh, just recently, uh, starting in April, I'm actually being formally trained as a coach. Okay, awesome. And so why? what is coaching like? I've heard of coaching and we all kind of know kind of what coaching is, but what does coaching actually mean? 
Yeah. So coaching is really about um, co-creating a relationship with the person that you're coaching. Um, it's very different than mentoring or training, um, all of which are good things, but coaching is a specific approach. And what you're doing is when you're entering into a coaching relationship with someone, um, you're really connecting with that person and you're saying to them, listen, you are the expert. You have your own solutions and I'm here to be your sounding board and to guide you, to provide some tools, to listen to you um, and help you move you forward from where you're at to where you want to be. So, you know, some some just specific distinctions, you know, with other things like mentoring or um, or training, you know, with mentoring, you're often you're often sharing your own experiences and using that as a way to teach something um, to a mentee. With coaching, you know, it's really not about you as the coach at all. It's about the person you're coaching. And you really kind of keep your own stories out of it. Sometimes you can use them, um, but really only to help the coachee move forward in their own um, discoveries. Um, and, you know, with training, with training, you're really teaching, you're showing people how to do things. Um, and that's with coaching, it's really about that person having their own discoveries and their own personal, you know, you know, um, learning and, and development. Ah, so I actually have that. What's the difference between coaching, training and mentoring? And so you're mentoring, you're saying it's um, coaching is about them. Mentoring is about sharing your experience with them. And then training is just teaching a, a person or a group of people um, an idea or a concept. Is that true? Yeah. I mean, I think that's probably really simplified. You know, I'm not a professional mentor or <laughs> yeah. a professional trainer, so I don't want to yeah. speak for those, uh, for those experts in any way, but, um, you know, that's like, that's a very short, simplified way to talk about some of the differences. Um, you know, the other thing is, is some other distinctions that are relevant you know, when you're also with consulting, you know, when you're consulting, you're also you're doing things for your client um, or you're teaching them, um, you're telling them things with coaching. It's really about you are asking them, you know, you are asking them you and it's it's you're not doing anything for the coachee. The coachee needs to do the work. That's where the real powerful stuff happens. Right. And, and so when we're thinking about coaching in hospitality, what most of us that are watching are in the hotel business are in hospitality. Um, why is it important to our industry for becoming a coach and then coaching others? So, um, you know, I think it starts with yourself, um, you know, to be a good leader in any industry, um, you know, you really got to go uh, go inwards first. And, you know, early on in my hospitality uh, career, I thought, you know, I was looking for the magic formula, right? Like I wanted like a, this, a set of rules, like this is what you do, step one through 10. <laughs> and I was reading a lot about marketing and operations and, and all of these things. And, you know, I was thinking, okay, this is gonna help me become a good leader in hospitality. 
And over time, I realized that, you know, it's not really what you do. I mean, ultimately it is, right? That's how we get results. But the first step is how you show up every day. And who are you as a person? Who are you being when you are confronted with some of the most, the most difficult challenges in your hospitality career? Um, and I'll give you an example, another, you know, another short anecdote. Um, you know, I had uh, around the time that we opened our expansion, we had a tragedy in our business uh, of one of our employees and um, that employee um, got in an accident and she, uh, as a result of that accident, her boyfriend passed away. And um, that was a really, really tough time. Um, you know, it's, I, I think we all have stories like that and we don't really talk about them a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's about like, okay, how are, how are you going to handle that? Like all the consequences that come out of that situation, like the person can't come to work or mentally they're not totally, you know, they're not present when they're at work perhaps their performance is sliding. So, you know, you can think of that in a very like mechanical way. Well, like, okay, this is how, this is, these are the, what I, how I'm going to deal with this, you know, as, as a leader. Um, but really you have to think about, you know, what, what person am I when I am going to be standing in front of that employee you know, what are my values and how am I going to be there for that employee to get, you know, to, to help them through this and get them past this situation. Um, but, you know, I, the other distinction I just want to make about that is that it's not our job as coaches um, to, you know, provide any therapy. That's actually unethical. And really, we have to stick with our expertise. Um so it's not about it's not about necessarily coaching them through the tragedy or the trauma, but it's about like how are you going to be there to support them and you know what is the kind of attitude that you're going to bring in your relationship with them? Would that include empathy in yeah. like for example that that tragedy that happened at your hotel? Uh, would you include empathy as be, being understanding of how they feel? and why they can't come to work or why they might be not focused on work and maybe the guests, but something else that's happening in their life. Is that something that we can do? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think the second part of your question was about, you know, how, how we, you know, use it with our employees, right. More so. Um, so, you know, first we talked about the, the inner work that you do to understand who you are as a leader. Um, but then it's about, okay, you know, how can I use a coach approach in hospitality to improve, um, my employees? And, um, you know, I think the, the shortest thing or the most simplest way to put it is that, when you go into a conversation, you know, like in our one-on-one -on -one weekly management meetings or employee meetings, um, it, you know, I like to think that I go into that meeting um, not with a list of things that I want to tell my coach, you know, to tell my my employee, but we should go into those conversations with what am I going to learn 
from my employee today? You know, and what are they going to bring to this relationship? And mm -hmm. when you start going into those conversations in that way, it really, it by default changes the results drastically. Um, and, you know, so that's very conceptual and a little bit we'll talk about, you know, we can talk more about practically speaking how you do that, but um, it's really about going into that conversation with your employees with a lot of curiosity, you know, having an open mindset, um, you know, what ideas, what insights might that employee be able to bring um, to that conversation. And, you know, it also reminds me that early on, I thought that I had to have all the answers as the leader. Um, but really, like, you don't. And you're not, your business isn't actually better off. It's worse off if you think you have all the answers. Yeah, yeah. And I, I feel like I, a lot of us thought that way. I, at least I thought that way until I got a little bit of clarity in my life. And I think when you're th thinking about coaching and becoming a better leader, it's that clarity within yourself that you thought that you talked about early. Um, to understand yourself before you can understand others. And I think there's a lot of comments and good guys, good job on the comments, guys. We're going to be giving away a $900 coaching session with uh, Rachel before the end of the show. So keep commenting and ask your important questions that you do have to Rachel. If we can't answer them now. We will definitely get back to you before the, hopefully by the end of the day or by the end of the week and we'll answer your questions. But, you know, as we become understanding of ourselves and then we're trying to help others uh, especially in the hotel business where it's really where people are struggling everybody's struggling right uh, to kind of maintain or kind of keep going and uh, when we were talking about coaching and I think we talked about this yesterday is it is coaching like a group thing that you do or is it individual because um, there, I, I hear people saying oh yeah I hear managers saying hey I'm coaching my my staff uh, my entire team and we have meetings and we have trainings um, is it a one-on-one -on -one thing or is it a group thing? You know, you can you can do it both ways. Um, you know, in the coaching fields, there are people who do group coaching and um, there's also the individual coaching. Um, I think that, you know, um, the way that the way I kind of envision it in my own business is that it's more of an individual, a one-on-one -on -one experience. Yeah. Um, and it's really about uh, adapting, you know, your your relationship with each individual um, and um, bringing out the best in that individual to make the whole organization work better. Yeah. Yeah. I think in hospitality, especially in hotels, when we're dealing with so many different types of people, guests, our own team, vendors, just everybody across the board, like we all been raised differently. Um, mm -hmm. we've had different experiences. We've had different educations. We've had different, uh, ways of talking, communicating all of those things. And I think when you're talking about coaching, um, and you're saying it's important to have specifically being a one-on-one -on -one thing, because we can't all say, oh yeah, talk to, you know, we, here's a great way of engaging with an, you know, with your guests or with other associates. Right. So is that, is that coaching? Yeah. So like to give an example, you know, we talk about a lot in coaching about, um, uh, you know, people's values and, 
you know, everyone has their own individual values. And those values, like, like you just mentioned, are very much results, uh, a result of how we were raised, our experiences, how we've been shaped as a person. And when you can really tap into people's values and understand where they're coming from, then you can then move from, okay, here's the situation to how can I connect with you and your values so that we are, you know, really moving forward together and really understanding each other. Um, you know, so, and that's very customized per, per person. Um, so it takes some work, but it's when you, when you tap into that, it's, uh, it's really a game changer. Right. And I think, uh, it's important that we coach individually to everybody. And I think, how do you, people are like, how do I get time to coach everybody? Does it have to be like a hour session that you're coaching or can it be like, what, what do you suggest when we're busy at our hotels, we're trying to kind of coach everybody and you, and, and you make are making maybe notes and trying to help mm -hmm. them out. How long does it have to be? You know, that's the, a really cool thing about coaching is that you can have a short conversation in 10 minutes, you know, um, and sometimes even less and use a coach approach. And, um, you know, so it doesn't know, it doesn't have to take an hour. You know, you can be, you can hone in right in on the topic and use that approach and, and get results. And I always like to go to mistakes because I make a lot of mistakes in my life and I continue doing them. That's what makes me grow. But what are some mistakes that maybe coaches thought they were doing it the right, the right way and it's just a mistake that they might be hurting the team or them, themselves? What are some mistakes that we should avoid? Uh, as coaches? Um, good question. Uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, the biggest thing is, is that it's really, it's kind of a little bit counterintuitive. You know, I think even sometimes we use the analogy of coaching often with athletics coaching. And I think there are a lot of parallels. And I love that Michael Jordan quote you, um, you posted because really like that is what coaching is about. It's, it's about helping people to reach their greatest potential beyond their own imagination and dreams. Um, but you know, sometimes what, what as coaches, we can get in the way of ourselves and, and we can, we, we start to project what kind of result we want for our coachee. And that's where you can really run into trouble. Um, you know, and that can be a mistake as a coach, really as coaches, we should be going in with so much of an open mindset that um, that we're not predetermining the outcome of that conversation. Um, and that really it's about them coming to a deeper, profound learning, which actually may completely be totally different than what you thought was going to come out of that conversation. Um, and that can be difficult, especially as you talk about internal co coaching versus external coaching. You know, a lot about what we're talking about right now in hospitality is, is you know, coaching within your teams, like from a manager to an employee. And what I've found is really difficult about that is that 
naturally as a manager, you want to influence people. And because you already do have a vision in mind, you know what you want them to ultimately do. And that's, that's really hard with coaching because with coaching, we're supposed to be uh, unattached to that outcome. Um, so, you know, you have to, there, there's a little bit of a balance there and there's a, definitely a difference between internal coaching and external coaching with external coaching. It's not about at all what the coach wants. It's what, it's what the coachee wants, um, with internal coaching again, you know, you have specific outcomes that you need to occur. You know, you've, you've got bottom lines, right? Yeah, so, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So just, yeah, to, to, to simplify the answer, don't get in the way of yourself um, and really be open to what, how that conversation is going to uh, result. Absolutely. Guys, if you guys are enjoying this so far, hit the like button and comment that you enjoy are enjoying this. I think can, Rachel, can we do like a role play into coaching? Because, you know, yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm a coach and I've helped other people try to discover whatever they were topics that I'm interested in, but on property, um, uh, let's do like a role play. Would anybody like that? Like, would anybody like just like a role play that we do, um, as far as maybe you could be, you're, you're the coach and I'm mm -hmm. the, maybe the employee. And, and for an example, I think we could say like, um, uh, what if, uh, we have, I'm a, I'm a general manager and, my ownership owns like 20 hotels or 10 hotels or five hotels or one or three hotels. Right. And they want me as the manager there to be more active and engaged with my uh, guests. And also maybe be more uh, forward facing with guests being in the lobby, being more present, being more engaging. And I'm that shy GM that wants to stay in my office and kind of just work from my computer um, how do you coach somebody when you're, when like the operational person from the company saying, Hey, you need to be more engaged. You need to be, uh, you, you need to have more of the, uh, more of the connection with your guests and more of the connection with your employees. Cause they're going to see it too. How do you do that when you're trying to coach somebody? Sure. Well, are you ready to get started? Let's try it. <laughs> Let's do okay. it. Okay. Hey, Rupesh, thanks for sitting down with me today. Um, I just want to share uh, our vision as a company. We really believe in the guest experience. And part of that is building relationships with our guests. Could we have a short dialogue about that? Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to. So uh, we've noticed that you you tend to stay a little bit, take a step back from your guests and um, don't have a lot of one-on-one -on -one FaceTime with your guests. Yeah, yeah, it's, um, I'm a little shy, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's scary to hear what they're gonna talk or they're gonna share with me and, you know, our hotel's old, so. Tell me more about that. You know, we haven't renovated in like three, four years, five years. And I see like our competition's all brand new. And I'm like, I'm kind of afraid like they're going to give me bad news every single day. And it's kind of tough. So I, and I'm just shy, you know, so I, I don't, I, I don't know. It's going to be hard for me to kind of be out in the lobby talking to people and hearing bad news. Cause I think it's going to make me feel bad. And I feel like then we're not doing a good job. And then, you know, 
some of those things. Mm -hmm. What would you say the ways are that you that you do connect with your guests? I can email them. Mm -hmm. What are other ways? Maybe through like our staff, probably, maybe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, can you take a step back and remember what was the reason that, or what is the reason now that you're in the hospitality business? Um, you know, when I first took this job a few years ago or a while back now, um, I was passionate about, you know, connecting or just building a team and managing a hotel. That was pretty much it, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So just, just re would you like to talk maybe about a second about your being shy or the, um, how your feelings about the quality of the hotel? Um, I've always been shy all my life. So I, I, you know, it's just something I was kind of raised with. My family wasn't outgoing or anything. So, you know, it's just I've always been shy, uh, but I'm open to talk about the hotel too. Sure. So, um, what's, a, what's the way that you have come, overcome being shy before? Uh, well, I'm not shy around my friends. So, you know, uh, I think I'm just shy in front of like our guests and people that I don't, I don't know. Yeah. If you could take away that maybe and, and correct me if I'm wrong about this, but is there is there some kind of fear behind that? Um, I think it's just a fear of them judging me, <laughs> and yeah. um, you know, uh, say my hotel sucks, pretty much. You know. Yeah. And if you could take away that fear, what would that look like? Probably be a little bit happier because I can be more confident in myself and maybe be a better manager here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So I think we could stop it there, but we see the difference and, and I'm, and I was projecting how I felt a long time ago and how I've talked to my GMs in the past and other people that I, I talked to on a, on a, off, you know, on a basis. And that's how it feels like when you're talking to them. Right. Yeah. And they might be a little shy. They might be, you know, I felt those. That's why I'm trying to project exactly what I felt. So, yeah. Uh, and, and is that what coaching is about? Kind of asking a lot of questions and getting that feedback and then figuring out because is emotion is coaching about feelings too. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, to, first to answer your first part of the question, um, it's, you know, it's not just about asking questions. Um, it's really also about listening um, and really trying to listen to like, what's the source of this particular issue? Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, what, what I was hearing was that there was a deeper, there is a deeper, um, issue or challenge behind the action. That's not, you know, the thing that's not happening, which is connecting with the guest. So in that conversation, what we're trying to do is come really to the source of the issue and to see if we can dig a little bit deeper into that and help the coachee stretch beyond kind of what their, 
you know, frame of mind is about that and how they might be able to imagine themselves stepping out of that space and, and moving them forward to do something different. Um, so I, I have to say that like, you know, it's, it's really challenging to do it on the spot. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, I know people uh, are making, guys, stop making fun of me. <laughs> it says, I, I love the role play. <laughs> yeah, I know you guys are making fun of me. Yeah. But you know, ro role playing is, it works in the hotel business because, you know, you talk to so many guests and these new staff members, these associates that have never maybe engaged with them because they didn't have that forward facing position before. It's always great to role play because role playing over the phone, role playing face to face makes them feel more confident and gets them the confidence that they need to really look someone in the eye and, and talk to them instead of just shot looking down at a piece of paper and, and yeah. trying to get their work done, you know? Yeah. I think role play is just like another thing that, um, and do you do role play a lot as far as being a coach? Um, I think it's one tool, you know, what's one strategy that you can use um, to kind of put yourself in, you know, also change your perspective, put your, put yourself in the, sh in someone else's shoes, because it's really interesting what happens when we take on the persona of somebody else, um, yeah, yeah. your mind works in funny ways and it starts to learn from that experience for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And then now talking about the future and if you're a leader and you know, you want to, or you're a somebody at the hotel and you want to become a leader at your hotel, which hopefully all of you are because you don't, doesn't, you don't need a title to become a leader, right? You can lead people from the side. Like I forgot that book where it was like, you could lead from the side and it's okay. Right. Um, what does the future look like for leaders when we're talking about coaching? Ooh, that's a big and maybe, question. Or maybe go back to say, Hey, back 30 years ago, 20 years ago, this is how leaders were and this is how they coached and now it's changed for the future because i know the future looks bright for our industry right i'm excited about that but then also the way we coach train all of these things our teams makes a difference too as far as us growing yeah yeah i mean the the kind of when i as i was developing in my career you know i had this picture of uh, a leader is someone who who stands in front and you know gives out a lot of directives and tells people what to do. Um, and I think that that model, I mean, it already has changed so much, and I think it's continuing to change. Um, so the the leader of the future is really someone who a little bit leads from behind and really tries to um, empower the people that they work with and allow them to make decisions um, and to, uh, to really move your organization forward. And really you're just providing them, you know, you're providing them with that support and guidance um, to, to really improve for everybody. Right. There's a question and I, can't find it now, but what are some good books on leadership and maybe coaching? Do you, do you have any that you could recommend? And this is, I'm just throwing this off the top of my head. Yeah, absolutely. Like I am a avid reader. Uh, so look at the books behind her guys. Yeah. <laughs> and this is at your hotel. I haven't read all those. That's our hotel library. But um, one I just start, uh, just finished reading is start with why from Simon Sinek. 
Um, I also um, really recommend Drive uh, from Daniel Pink. Um, mm -hmm. That's a really uh, uh, a very interesting one to understand what motivates people. Um, so, you know, those are some of their, my, my top ones at the moment. Right. And you talked about salt, salt and pepper shaker. What book was that? Oh, right. Uh, Danny Meyer's setting the table, um, very hospitality relevant and great, you know, great insights into leading, uh, leading hospitality businesses. Right. And does anybody listening have a book that they recommend? Uh, that we all read because I, I think it's a, I, this is a group effort where we kind of share um, helping each other. Is there a book that you can comment and uh, let us know? All right, so this has been amazing. Like I wrote down a bunch of things that kind of help. And you know, for me, I think for me, the most the best thing I learned was like the coaching because I always combined everything together: mentoring, coaching, training, uh, consulting. I kind of combine them all together. But I see the difference now when you separate everything and when you're focused on different things and we talked about this yesterday as we're trying to plan for the show is one thing i'm i'm trying to improve myself is the listening that you do when you're a coach when you're a leader uh can you talk more about that yeah that's huge uh and uh you know it's not just uh listening it's such it's there's books just about listening i don't have one off the top of my head right now but um you know, listening is a skill that takes a lot of work. And I am still very much in the process, uh, of, you know, of learning more and, and using that skill. Um, but there's so many things. It's not just about like, you know, hearing things. It's about, are you understanding, you know, are you engaged with your whole being when you're talking to someone? It's also like, it's not just about the words that people say, but what is underlying those words? You know, we talked at like earlier, I talked about values, you know, what are the values that you're hearing come out of that conversation? Um, what are the experiences that they bring to the table? Um, the things that you have to read between the lines um, beyond those words. Um, and really the most important thing is about presence. You, are you there in the moment? Um, if your mind is somewhere else and you're already thinking about that to-do list that you have to do when you get out of that conversation, you're in big trouble because that's not gonna be a good conversation. Right, so how do you stay focused in, in that meeting that you have with that one-on-one -on -one, um, time that you kind of carved out for that person how do you stay focused and yep. listen and, and know that they're that they know that you're paying attention yeah i think the first is get rid of the distractions turn off your phone um you know make sure that your your other staff know that you're in a meeting um you know turn off the ringer um you know another big one is before you have the conversation especially if it's a particularly difficult conversation is to take a moment and do before your conversation, do a two minute, at least, you know, even just two minutes um, meditation, you know, or a breathing exercise, close your eyes, clear your mind so that when you're going into that conversation, you are there. 
Yeah, and I think uh, you see those commercials, calm, and then now stay quiet for 30 seconds. Uh, is that what you mean? Like if you don't wanna be, if you don't wanna meditate and maybe uh, think about that, but just staying calm and kind of mm -hmm. focused? Cause yeah, and breathing, you know, just breathing, you know, just focusing on your breath, um, you know, taking some quiet, just a couple of quiet moments, um, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Rachel, this has been amazing. Uh, I know a lot of people have commented, and there's a lot of questions here that we can, and a lot of people are sharing their books, their favorite books on leadership and coaching awesome. and some of those things. So I will definitely get to all of those. And, and Rachel, I know we couldn't get to all the comments and, and questions, but if you could please go back and help us answer some of these. I know a lot of people have Absolutely. questions, and I see most of these people that are on, wonderful people that are on their GMs or the leaders at their hotel or striving to become that leader. Um, Thank you so much. Let's pick the winner, the, the person that's going to get the $900 value in coaching. And it's going to be, can you just tell us a little bit about this, this coaching session that they're going to win? And guys, you still have an opportunity to comment if you love this episode and comment. Please thank Rachel for being here and sharing these insights with us. Awesome. Yeah. So um, this coaching package is three one-hour sessions with me. And we uh, will schedule those in and we will use that opportunity to talk about and move you forward on any issue that is present and relevant for you. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to to uh, choosing a winner. <laughs> well, listen, I've been reading the comments here as we're trying to I'm, as I'm producing the show and listening to you, too. So I'm trying to stay focused and I've been yeah. reading the comments and guys amazing comments today thank you so much to all the wonderful people like that are on that are sharing these awesome books and just really keeping us all going because that's what we need right now just that community that community that no that sense that we all have each other to to lean on when things are maybe there's it's not perfect at your home maybe it's not perfect at your hotel and this is what i love i love connecting all of us together and, it, and it's a great feeling. And so this week's winner, as we continue reading the comments, um, I've loved it. Guys, please give a uh, give a shout out to Jessica Chamberlain. Um, she's been on this entire episode, just commenting and sharing and being very engaging. Guys, please comment and congratulations, Jessica. You want a, a coaching package with uh, Rachel Vandenberg and her, uh, her, let me bring up where her uh, her company is. And it's peakinspiringtransformations.com. Where, Rachel, thank you so much for joining us. Where else can people find you? Um, well, that yeah, that's the best place to find me uh, for coaching. But we, I would you can also find me on LinkedIn. So please check out my profile. And hey, if you're ever in Vermont, when it's uh, when you're feeling safe to travel, and um, we would love to have you come visit us at the Sun and Ski Inn and Suites. Absolutely. And I, before the show, I was like, Jessica, uh, that's your living room at your hotel. They have a living room with a fireplace and all that. So I said, turn it, turn it around. And she showed us there's snow on the ground right now, which is uh, amazing. And you know, now it feels like the holidays when you have snow and we're a week away from Thanksgiving. So I'm excited about this. Jessica, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Rupesh. It was a pleasure. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Awesome, guys. This was amazing. Um, I now understand the difference between coaching, training, um, mentoring, uh, consulting. I, I always thought it was one thing. So I'm so happy that 
Rachel could help us and kind of share these different insights. You know, as leaders, we are coaching our teams. We're helping them improve. We're helping them grow. But guess what? It's also helping us grow because you get to understand different people in different ways that they are approaching work or their life or the combination of the two. And uh, I thank you for being on the show again this week. And um, thank you so much to Jessica and all of you wonderful people for tuning in. Please do me a huge favor, hit the like button right now, then comment that you did enjoy it. And then please share this with your entire team because you know, like we said earlier, it's not just one person, it's just you and I that can become leaders and become a coach. But guess what? Your entire staff can too become leaders. And that shows that we're all in it together. That shows that we all want to grow and help each other out. And that's what hospitality is about. It's not just about yourself. It's about a feeling. And I posted that yesterday. It's about a feeling, right? And that feeling can happen in different ways, especially through coaching uh, and helping others out. Guys, take care of yourself, take care of each other and uh, stay well. I'll talk to you next week. And by the way, this episode can be replayed right here on LinkedIn or on my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Rupesh Live. Um, if you go there, please hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, and let's stay connected there too. If you comment there, I will send you a personalized message to, uh, to thank you guys. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you next week.